left. Good evening. We are ready to get started. Tonight we're going to be learning Masecha Sukkah Daf Nun and Amir Tashem, finishing the fourth parak, and then learning as well Daf Nun Aleph, Amir Aleph, all the way up to the Mishnah, which is about seven lines or so from the bottom. And we're starting two lines from the bottom on Memtes Amid Beis. The Gemara writes there, having quoted our Mishnah, that Nisu Chamayim was done the same way during the week as it, went on Shab- as it was on Shabbos, with one exception, that they used to collect the, um, the water before Shabbos in a golden barrel. However, our Mishnah had said that it wasn't considered to be Kadosh. We made sure that it didn't have the status of a Klishares. And asks the Gemara, why does it have to be that it's not the Ketusha, that, the, that, that it's not a Klishares? After all, says the Gemara, there's no reason why not. So the Gemara answers on the bottom line of Mem Testament Beis, though we have a very careful and cautious reason as to why it is that we are not going to have this be done Biktusha. It says the Gemara, Amar Ziiri, Ziiri says, Kasavar, he's of the opinion, ain't Shir Lamayim, because there is no minimum amount of water that would generate a Klisharis and therefore generate Kedusha. And as a secondary factor, you don't need to have das to generate a klisharis. In other words, once you put a small amount of water into a klisharis, it automatically becomes kadosh. And therefore, says the Gemara, as we turn to the top of Nunamad Aleph, if in fact we bring the water before Shabbos in a golden barrel, and it has the status of mikudeshes, then we have a problem. If silu lehu belina, the problem is that then this water would become Pasal Belina. And that's a huge problem because you need to bring it on the Mizbeach. And if it's Pasal Belina, then you can't use it for Nisu Chamayim. So let's review. The Mishnah said that it, it couldn't be done in the Kudeshes. We couldn't have the water for Nisu Chamayim be put in a barrel that was going to be a Klishares. Because if we did, it would become Kadosh. And then it would be Pasal Belina. Says the Gemara, that's answer number one. Answer number two, two lines down on Nunam Adal, Amar. That's not correct. Really, Klishares ain't Mekach Nelamidas. Really, you can't be makadesh something into Kedusha. You can't say that the water in the barrel, in our case, is Kadosh, unless you have specific intent for it to become that way. So therefore, Mido Raisa, it's actually not Kadosh. It's just, as the Gemara says, Ugzera Shemayomer Ladas Niskatri. Some people might look at it and say, ah, golden barrel, Lachorah, he did it. Uh, to make it Kadosh, and therefore it's possible. So out of concern that people might have a misunderstanding. So therefore, we don't allow, when Friday going into Shabbos, we don't allow the collection of water from Nisuch into a golden barrel, lest someone think that in fact it was Nis Kadesh and, and would be possible. Amar Ravyanai, a third answer. Amar Ravyanai, even if you want to say that that there is a minimum shear, uh, that without which it cannot become Pasal Belina. And and you need to have intention. It doesn't make a difference. No matter what we're going to say, it's Asr. Why? Maybe someone would say, having nothing to do with our case, but maybe someone would say that since the water that was done to be Mekadesh Yadayim V'Raglayim Shel Kohanim, since that was also in gold, it was in a gold Kli, so therefore one might have made an error and assumed that this was for that. And because of that, or I should say because of any of these three reasons in the Amoraim, therefore our Mishnah says that when Friday, prior to the first day of Yantiv, right before Nisu Chamayim, because on Shabbos we're not going to collect the waters in the in the Kli, we're going to do it all before Shabbos. So because of all of the three reasons mentioned in the Gemara, so we therefore are going to make sure not to collect it in a golden barrel, and we're not going to be Makadeshit. Says the Gemara, one-third of the way down or so, welcome. 
one third of the way down or so on Nun Amid Aleph, the Gemara says, Nishbecha Oniz Galsa, we had said that if the water had spilled or if the water had became had become uncovered, so then now we're going to get into a sugya called Mayim Megulim. As a background for the Gemara, Mayim Megulim is a halacha, as quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that if we had water that was revealed for a significant amount of time, you're no longer allowed to drink it. The concern, quoted elsewhere in the Gemara, is that we're concerned that maybe a snake would have had something to drink from the water, and it would have released some of its venom into the water. So that's why the Gemara says at Nisgalsa, that if the Mayim that's going to be used for Nisu Chamaim was left revealed overnight, we therefore can no longer use it for Nisu Chamaim. Says the Gemara, Ve'amai, why are you so concerned about it? We have a way of filtering out the venom from the water. The reason why this is even possible on a physical level is because the venom, as we'll soon see in the Gemara, was very thick. It floated. It had a lower level of density. It had a gel type of consistency to it. I don't know anything about venom, but that's what the Gemara seems to assume here because it says you could have filtered it. Ve'amai, says the Gemara, we're eight lines down, nun amadalef, right at the two dots, le'avir bimisanenes. Let the water that you want to use for nisu chamayim pour through a filter. It will catch the venom because the venom is very viscous and thick. And then you can, the rest of the water is going to be venom-free. Don't worry about it. Everything is going to be fine. But by virtue of the fact that we don't allow using a filter, that our Mishnah doesn't use a filter, therefore, says the Gemara, Lema, we should therefore say, Therefore, our Mishnah, which doesn't employ the use of a filter to remove, to remove the venom from water, Therefore, it must be that our Mishnah cannot be like Rav Nechemya. What does Rav Nechemya hold? The Gemara says, halfway down on Nona Madal of Titania. The Brysa writes as follows. Misanenes yesh bo mishum gilu. The Tanakama of this Brysa holds that even if you use a filter to filter out the venom of the snake, it doesn't matter. Yesh bo mishum gilu. The Misanenes, the filter doesn't help. Once it's been revealed overnight, there's no way to solve that problem. Permanent damage to the water, quote unquote, and it cannot be used. Here comes the shita that's going to be complex for our Mishnah. What does he say? When do we say that a misanenes doesn't help? That's only They had a contraption. I would imagine that it looked something like an hourglass of sorts. And you'd pour the, the wine in from the top. And in the middle, there was like a, a, a tapering and a filter. Uh, and there were also spices there, whatever spices they would add to make the wine taste a little more flavorful. And then it would widen out again into the bottom. So says the Gemara Emosai, when does the Tanakama hold that Mitzanenes yesh bomishum gilui, that filtering it doesn't prevent the challenges of gilui, that it's still going to be mayim megulim? Amar of Nechemia, that's true, bizman shatachtona megula, when the bottom container doesn't have a filter on its top. Aval bizman shatachtona mechusa, when the top, uh, when the when the covering of the bottom of the filter does in fact have a filter, even if the top of the filter doesn't have the top of the container doesn't have a filter, there's no problem of because the venom of a snake similar to a sponge or a spongy material, it floats and stays in its place. So basically, we have some kind of contraption, if you can imagine, that looks kind of like this. You pour the water in the, in the top, and it, it ends up in the bottom. But in the middle, there's some type of filter with some spices in it. That was why they were doing it. But because there's a filter right here in the bottom, let's assume this was closed. 
right? So that would not help. But let's assume it was closed. So then the, the, the wine is going through. It gets filtered halfway down. Good. So then where is the poison going to be? It's going to be stuck on this filter and everything in the cup under Perfect. So says Rav Nechemiah, we do rely on filters. And if that's the case, that we rely on a filter, then, well, he clearly isn't like our Mishnah because our Mishnah didn't allow for a filter. And therefore, says the Gemara, five lines before the end of the parak, Afilu Tema Rav Nechemiah. We could even explain our Mishnah to be like the opinion of Rav Nechemiah. How so? Eimar de'omar Rav Nechemiah lehediot. When does Rav Nechemiah entertain the possibility of using a filter for Mayim where there might be Eres, the venom of a snake, that's true for a head yod, for a regular person. I wake up in the morning, I have a cup of water next to my bed that was out at night. I'm thirsty, I have a filter, pour the water through Shalom Ali Yisrael. There's nothing wrong with that, it's not my Megulim. But, says the Gemara, when you're using the, the, when you're using the uh, water for Nisu Chamaim on the Mizbeach, Mi Omar, would he be you're going to take water that had that had snake venom in it, and you know that, and you're going to filter it and put it on. It's not mechuba to put that on the mizbech. Even if you filter it, it's not nice. Says the Gemara. The less lay rhetorically, the less lay. Doesn't he know what the pasuk says about animals that have blemishes? You're going to bring that close to my doorway. Hashem speaking. Do you think I'm going to want it? Oh, hayisa panecha. Will I turn my face to you, Amar Hashem Tzavakos? No way. Even if Rav Nechemia would allow for a misanenis, it wouldn't be by Nisu Chamayim. Maybe for a yachid, maybe for an individual, for a hedyot, as the Gemara refers to it. But for the, for the Mizbeach, for Nisu Chamayim, absolutely not. There's no way that he would entertain it. Baruch Hashem, that brings us to the end of the fourth parak. Hadron Allah, Lulav, Ve'arava, Yeratzim, we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Sure. Doesn't get poured out. They're drinking it. Yeah, because the filter, well, this was a filter that was used for wine, but we're just showing that Rav Nechemia does rely on a misanenas. He does rely on it. Well, that's true. No one's, dr- oh, no one's drinking the Nisu Chamayim uh, water. That's for sure. It's just chutzpedek to a klape avoda for Hashem to have water that has. That's a great question. Those are two totally different things. They just used to spice their wine, whatever, whatever it was. That was it was customary. They what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. But but really, here is a, is a Vilna Gon, a sheet of the grud that I I shared briefly a couple of days ago. The Vilna Gon writes that. For every reason that we see in the Gemara as to why the Chachamim made a Takana, there are another hundred reasons that you don't see. So it's true, there may not be uh, snakes. I've never seen a snake in my house, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, I'll satan. But if I leave over a cup of water, I still shouldn't drink it because the Gemara says it's my Megulim. I, there's no snake, it doesn't matter. For every reason that you can, that you can find, there are plenty of other reasons that you can. Oh, wow, that's a whole new spin. I didn't think about that. Okay. A little scary when you say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Says the Gemara, we're three, uh, we're three lines before the end of Nunamad Aleph at a new parak and a new Mishnah, the fifth parak, parak Hechalil, which means a flute. It was commonplace, Hechalil, Chamisha Veshisha, that during the times of Sukkis and certainly by the Nisu Chamaim, they would use a Chalil. Um, they would use a flute to, to sing and to, to add some music to what we were doing. We're going to discuss this at length now. Zeu Hechalil shall Beisa this is the flute, the flute that we're talking about in our Mishnah, which would be used, be used either five days or six days. 
It was the Khalil of the Beis HaShoeva by the Nisu Chamaim, and it is not allowed to be utilized for Loes Yom Tov. It cannot be used on Shabbos or Yom Tov. And of course, we know that there's an Isr Derabanan to use um, to use instruments on Shabbos of Shema Yitak and Kli. We're afraid that an Uman, someone who's an expert, maybe it may, may have a desire to fix something. So when Rabbi Brazil was here, we were sitting in Tzvi Perlman's house and I popped a string on one of the guitars. I'm not an Uman, but it's not hard to change a string on a guitar and it would for sure, for sure be an Isr Derais of Makib Apatish. So because on a Torah level, Yitak and Kli, fixing something is a big problem. Therefore, those things which are prone to break, such as instruments, are problematic and therefore... We're not allowed to use instruments. However, says the Mishnah, even though you're allowed to use instruments, you're not allowed to use them on Shabbos and Yantiv, even if it's going to be for the Simchat Beis HaShoeva. This uh, halacha is a little bit of an aside because this doesn't come out in Shas. This idea of Shemi Yitakein Kli comes up in the postgame about riding a bicycle on Shabbos. The postgame discuss what's wrong with riding a bicycle on Shabbos. Our kids ride scooters all the time. Okay, uh, so... What are you worried about? Like you can't wear something down, then you can't walk in your shoes. Your shoes also wear down. It's not why. Why is a bike usher? So if you look through the post game, you'll see like a laundry list, of, and maybe you'll go over the maybe you'll go over the grass and create a charitz. Maybe because there's a chain, if you break it, you'll fix it. Maybe it's uvdin dechol. A whole host of reasons. And uh, some post game also gave a more colorful response, which is that it's not Shabbos day, so we're going to find a reason because it's not. Can't be riding a bike on Shabbos. It's not. It's not. It's not from. It's not a from. It's not a Torah thing to do. So the the post game all came up with different reasons, but it's certainly not mutter. That's for sure. Is it a, an Isser Daraisa? No. But if you fix the chain on it, it might be an Isser Daraisa. Hard to really categorize it. But the post game do discuss it. I'm just referencing it here because it doesn't have a place in Shas. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Uh, oh, we finished the Mishnah. We're on the top of Nunam Beis. Let's keep going. Itmar. We have a statement in the Amoraim. Amachlokes. Rav Yehuda Eina. Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Eina, they were discussing what was the language of our Mishnah. Chad Tani, one of them taught our Mishnah with the word Shoeva. Where, where did it come up? Our Mishnah said, like the language that we have it. However, the second Shita says, Tani Chashuva, a totally different language. Chad Tani Chashuva, they were talking about the important day, right? The, the days of Nisuch Haman. Very good. And says the Gemara, Amar Marzutra, Man de Tani Shoeva Lo According to the one who has the language of Shoeva, Lo Mishtabesh, he is, he is not mistaken. And Mandatani Shoeva, uh, sorry, that skipped. Man, Amar Marzutra, Mandatani Shoeva, Lo Mishtabesh, and Mandatani Chashuva, Lo Mishtabesh, they're both right. What are the text proofs that support each of the languages that, that are found in our Mishnah, either Shoeva or Chashuva? Mandatani Shoeva, Lo Mishtabesh, Techsibu, Shavtem, Maim Besasson. The Pasik is referencing Maim, Misucha Maim, and it says, Ushavtem. So Simcha's base has Shoeva, that fits perfectly. What about the other Shita? Five lines down, Nunamid Beis, Umandatani Chashuva, according to the one who says that the language of our Mishnah was Chashuva, Lo Mishtabesh, there's no error there either. The Amar Rav Nachman, Mitzvah Chashuva hi, Uva The Mitzvah of Nisu Chamaim is a Mitzvah Chashuva. And as we saw yesterday, according to one line of reasoning at least, that it is a Mitzvah that was prepared for from the days of Bereshis. Bereshis bara Shis, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this massive uh, down to the core of the earth hole in the ground in order to receive the Nisu Chamaim and Nisu Chayayin from Sukkis. Very good. We're about to learn a Tosefta, a very short Tosefta, but this Tosefta, I'm going to keep referring back to it as our Tosefta. So whenever I say our Tosefta, I'm referring to this line, seven lines down, Anunam Beis. we're going to come back to it a few times over the course of the next plot. Says the Gemara as follows. Tanu Rabbanan, our Tosefta teaches, Hechalil, when you have a flute, 
unlike our Mishnah, it says, Yossi Bar Yehuda says that it is Docha Shabbos. You're allowed to use a flute on Shabbos. Not to see where. Forget about Shabbos. Not even Yontif. Nothing. Nothing. You're not allowed. Isr Durabana. You're not allowed to do that. And now we're going to see two different approaches to this Tosefta. The first of these approaches is right here in the name of Rav Yosef. The second is a full Amud plus away in the middle of Nun Aleph Amud Aleph, uh, because we just need some time to explain the, the first Shita. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef is going to explain this machlokes between Rav Yosef Bar Yehuda and the Chachamim. Amar Rav Yosef, machlokes, where is there a machlokes between Rav Yosef Bar Yehuda and the Chachamim? Machlokes Bashir Shel Korban. What are they talking about? When a korban was brought, the Levim would sing a shir, they would sing a song. And what's the machlokes as to whether or not the flute could be used on Shabbos and Yantif? De Rabbi Yossi Savar, according to Rabbi Yossi, he had a crazy shita. It was an essential part of the avoda to have shira with utensils, with the instruments, guitars and flutes and whatever it was. And the Khalil was part of that. So therefore, our uh, our Tosefta was of the opinion that the Khalil is Doches HaShabbos. However, one-third of the way down, Nunamid Beis, the Rabbanon Savre, the rabbis were of the opinion, the Chachamim, the dissenting opinion, they said, Savre, Eker Shira was not Bekli, it was Bepet, only the singing of the voices. The Lava Vodahi, and the instruments were not a central part of the Avodah, the Eino Doches HaShabbos. So that's how he explains the Machlokas in our Tosefta, that we have seven lines down on Nunamid Beis. Aval Shir Shel Shoeva, our Mishnah, where there is a song, instrument, the Khalil that's being used in the Shoeva, in his opinion, Divrei Hakol Simcha Yisera, he added word from the Meforshim here. This word from the Meforshim is added in um, according to, uh, seemingly according to Rashi. Divrei Hakol Simcha Yisera, it is extra Simcha, and therefore Ve'enu Doches HaShabbos. So that's the sheet of Rabbi Yossi, is that the Artosefta that we just learned is talking about by Korbanos. Mash'en Kenar Mishnah, everyone agrees, is, is Shoeva is just uh, Simcha Yisera, and therefore you cannot use a flute. And says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Mina Amina Dibahapligi. How do I know that the Ba'ale Plugta and Artosefta are arguing about whether or not the Iker of the Shira is Bekli or Bepeh? How do we know that that's true? Says the Gemara de Tanya, the Brisa writes, Let's say that a person made a klishares and they made it out of wood. So let's see. And this Brisa writes, Rebbe Posel, Rebbe says that it's not good to have a klishares made out of wood. Aren't they arguing? Aren't Rebbe and Rebiosi Bar Yehuda arguing about the following? Man de Machshir, according to the Shita that allows a klisharis made of wood, namely Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, he is Savar Iker Shira Bekli, that the key is to make sure that you are learning, that you are performing the mitzvah of Shira with a kli. The Yalfinan me Abuva de Moshe. Abuva is a, an old historic word that means the flute or the musical instrument that Moshe used, and it was made out of wood. And what do we see from there? It must be the fact that, he's, that he allows it is because Iker Shira is Bekli. And we know we know from Moshe that Moshe had a wood wooden flute all as well. What? That's because you learn shas. And Rashi speaks about that. We'll get there soon. Stop bringing things up, and I'll stop calling it out. You know? No, no. Keep bringing things up. But we'll we'll get to that in a moment. 
And then says the Gemara, Uman de Pasil, but according to the Shita of Rebbe, who says that a wooden utensil, a wooden instrument is not allowed to be used. Why can't it be used? Because he holds that the instruments are not the Iker part of the Avodah, just the singing is. The instruments are secondary. They're wonderful, they're beautiful, but only during a weekday. And we are not allowed to learn from the flute that Moshe used that was made out of wood. So uh, uh, we'll get to the Rashi in a minute. Says the Gemara, low. This cannot be a good Marimakum. What was Rav Yosef trying to do? Remember what Rav Yosef was trying to do. Rav Yosef had posited that in our Tosefta, seven lines down, that the Iker Machlokas was Iker, uh, was whether or not Iker Shira was Iker, Iker Shir was Bepe or Bikli. And he tried to bring a Raya from the case of Moshe. Says the Gemara, low. Dekule Alma. Everyone really agrees. We're halfway down Nunamad base. Everyone agrees that Iker Shira is Bikli. Everyone agrees that the right way to do the avoda, and it's ma'akev, seemingly, it's got to be ma'akev, is that you need to have your uh, instruments. Here, what we're doing is asking, are we able to compare your normal instrument, this is what's referred to in the Gemara as efshar, a metal instrument, to that which is efshar, to Moshe's, uh, in, to Moshe's flute. And this is where, where Michael was bringing up a point that the Gemara elsewhere mentions, that they actually tried to coat the uh, flute of Moshe in gold or silver, Machlokas there as well, what they coated it in. And then after he was tokein and afterwards, it didn't sound good. So they took off all the, all the metal afterwards to come back to the original sound. And it ended up being that it was Abuva de Moshe was made out of eight, but they did try, they tried. So therefore we have a scenario that that was EFshar. That case was, you couldn't make it out of metal. So now says the Gemara halfway down, the Machlokas is not about whether it's Iker Shira Beper, Iker Shira Bikli, Lo, Tekule Alma Iker Shira Bikli. Everyone agrees that you need to use a Kli. The only question is, is whether or not we can extrapolate Bahacha Bedan and Efshar Mishi Efshar Kamiflage, Mandim Machshir, according to Rabbi Yossi Berev Yehuda, who says that the wooden Kli is fine, Savar, Dun and Efshar Mishi Efshar. I could learn about the flute that you see at every wedding that's made out of metal, and I can say, same thing applies by a wooden one, no problem. However, Roman de Pasil, according to Rebbe, who says that a wooden Kli is not usable, Savar, he holds low Dun and Efshar Mishi Efshar. You cannot extrapolate from a metal utensil to the one of Moshe's because they're too far apart. They're not the same. Another possibility as to what their machlokis is between Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi, Rebbe Yehuda. Two-thirds of the way down. Dekule alma, deikr shira bepet. Really, maybe I could spin this the other way and say everyone is of the opinion that really the right way to sing shira when you bring a korban is just a cappella, just get some good voices in the room. The ain done in efshar mishi efshar, and we don't extrapolate from metal to wood. The hacha b'meilaf menorah. Here we're talking about how to extrapolate the pasuk by menorah. The pasuk by menorah reads... It's the Pasuk in the Torah which indicates how to build the menorah. And there are two different analyses of how to read this Pasuk, two approaches. Says the Gemara, here's the Machlokes. Do we say Beklale Uprate? Do we analyze this Pasuk with Klaluprat, one of the 13 Midos Shator Nidreshes Behen of uh, Rabbi Shmuel, as we say in the mornings before? 
before Mizmor Shir. Or, oh, or do we learn the Pasuk through a different lens, through the lens of Biribuye Umiute Kamiflage? This is what we're arguing about. We're arguing about how do we learn the Pasuk of Menorah. We'll see how it applies back to eights in a minute, because that was the case that we started with. Remember that we're discussing, according to Rebbe Rabiosi, Rebbe Yehuda, whether or not if you have a Kli Sharis that's made out of wood, if it's kosher. So let's look at the two ways to analyze this Pasuk by Menorah. And this will inform um, a couple of different approaches about whether or not wood is viable as a material for klishares. 10, 12, probably 12 to 15 lines from the bottom. Rebbe, Darish Kali Uprati, Rebbe, who was Makbid and said that you're not allowed to use wood for a klishares, he says, we look at the Pasuk through the lens. He says, no problem at all. He says, we're looking through the lens of Klala Yuprate, through Klala Yuprat. Rabbi Yosif, Rabbi Yehuda, Darish, Ribuye, Umiute. He's looking at the Pasuk still differently about looking at it as, uh, as a Ribuye and a Miut. Now let's see how each one learns the Pasuk. Rabbi Darish, Klala Yuprate. How does he learn the Pasuk through the lens of Klala Yuprat? Through seeing the general and then seeing the specific and then coming back to be general again, says the Gemara. When the Pasuk says, you should make the menorah, general terminology, Klala. That's a very general concept. Okay, good. You have to make a menorah. We don't know anything about the material right now. Then says the Gemara drills down, Zahav Tahor. It should be made out of pure gold. Prat, that's a detail. And then the Pusik circles back to another very general idea, Miksha menorah. It should be made out of one clod of material. And that is a Chazar Uklal. And then we see the language we're familiar with. Klal Upratu Klal, that when we have a Pusik, that is first general and then specific and then again general. The rule is then we have to follow the detail in the middle. How so? Just like when we specified, we drilled down to the prat and the post it was talking about metal. So so too, all, all klisharis have to be made out of metal. What's left out? Wood. So that's why Rebbe does not allow for wood to be a klisharis because of the way he learns the Pasuk by menorah is klalu pradu klal, and because by menorah the prat was mateches, therefore all klisharis have to be metal, excluding any klisharis made out of wood. However, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Darish, Ribuye Umiyute, he learns the Pasuk differently. Let's see how he learns the Pasuk. Four lines from the bottom, Be'asisa menoras, Riba, you should make the menorah out of seemingly anything, Riba. That's an inclusive, wide terminology. And then Zahav Tahor narrows down Mi'et. That's an exclusionary language. And then again, Miksha Te'aseh HaMenorah, another wider language. It should be made out of one piece, Chazar V'Riba. And then we see that there's another inclusive comment. And then here's how he learns it. Riba Umi'et V'Riba, Riba Hakol. That when you have a Riba, a Ribui, and a mi, that followed by a, mi, a Mi'ut, followed by a Ribui, then any material is good, even wood. So this, it's unbelievable. The, the choice of how they looked at the Pusik by menorah. Am I darshaning klalu pradu klal or am I darshaning ribui miu to ribui? The implication of how they looked at the Pusuk had a massive impact on whether or not you're allowed to use klisharis made out of wood. Just a question of how you darshan. It's just a question of how you look at the Pusuk. And when we looked at it, we didn't think of any of that. We're like, make a menorah. <laughs> Mazel tov. What's it? It's gold. Beautiful. Go get it done. It's not true. According to the first approach, it could be any form of metal. And according to the second approach, it could even be made out of wood. <laughs> it's just a wide, a wide array of options. But because of the lens of how each of these greats, how each of these Tanaim looked at the Pasuk, 
Therefore, the results were, were different. My Rabbi, Rabbi, Kol Mile, anything can be included for Klisharis. My Miet, what is excluded, because we know that there's a Miut in Ribui, Miut, Miut, Ribui, Miet, Shel, Cheres. Good. And then says the Gemara that Rabbi Yosef's initial expression of our Brisa, seven lines down, remember he said that the Machlokas was whether or not we say that is Shira the Iker of Shira Bepe or is Iker Shira Bekli? So says the Gemara Amar Papa, turning to the top of Nun Aleph Amad Aleph, he says, This is Kitanoi. This is, in fact, a Machlokas in the Tanaim, or so it seems. What is the Machlokas in the Tanaim? Says the Gemara, Ditnan, the Mishnah writes, This is a Mishnah in Maseches Erchen, Avde Kohanim Hayu, that when it came to uh, holding the instruments, let's say you're using a tuba. They're very heavy. Now we have them in a way you could wear it on your shoulder. Great. Hard to put on, but once you got it on, good. But let's say you had an Eved. Can he help you? Can he be a part of the Avoda? If you hold that it's Iker, uh, an Iker part of the Avoda, so then how does that work? So it says the, says the Mishnah that, according to some, Avde Kohanim Hayu. They were holding up. They were Avadim. Forget about Kohanim Levim. Nothing. They were Avadim. That was Divri Reb Meir. Second Shita, we're going to see three. Reb Yossi Omer. Even Yisraelim can do it. And they had some Chasheva Yisraeli, Yisrael Mishpachas, Mishpachas Beis HaPagram, uh, Mishpachas Beis Tziparia, Ume'amum Hayu, Shahayu Masin Lekahuna. They were carrying things for the God. They were Yisraelim. Unbelievable idea because they're Levi, right? The Levim are the ones who do the shear. You would have thought instantly that an Evid is totally out. And you probably would have thought Yisrael is also ineligible. So says the Gemara as follows. Reb Chanina ben Antigonus Omer, Levim Hayu. Three different approaches. Uh, the Avadim held them, Yisraelim held them, or Levim held them. My Aren't they arguing about the same thing that Rav Yosef said that our Tosefta was arguing about? The question of whether or not Iker of the of the Shira is Beper Bikli, how does this play out? According to the one who said that the people holding the instruments were Avadim, forget about Levim, they were Avadim, Kasavar Iker Shira Bepet. The reason they were allowed to hold the instruments is because the ikr of the of the shira was by singing. The, the instrument was totally extra. Yeah, you can have an evet hold it for you. It, there's no problem. It's not it, it, the, the, music, the musical instruments were not required. It's fine. We don't need them. And according to the shita that said that it was levim, that makes sense. That the third shita that we saw, of course, it should be. If you hold that the ikr shira is bikli, you can't have a yisrael, and you certainly can't have an evet. <coughs> holding on to the holding on to the instruments. Says the Gemara of Tizbara, Rabbi Yosef, my Kasavar, this doesn't make sense. Because how then does Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef have a shita? What was Rabbi Yosef's shita? That Yisrael can hold it. So says the Gemara, as we say in our parlance, Miman of Shach, this does not make sense. E Kasavar Ikrashira Bepem. If Rabbi Yossi, who allows Yisrael to hold the instruments, E Kasavar Ikrashira Bepem. So then, why did he only allow Yisraelim? If the key, if the ikr to the mitzvah of Shira was bepeh, who cares? Who, it, it could be held up by a stand. Who cares? It could be an evid for sure. So why then would Rabbi Yossi say it only has to be the Chashava Yisrael families? And he kasavar ikr Shira bekli. And if Rabbi Yossi held that really the ikr of Shira was the actual utensils, then Levim and Yisraelim low, then he should hold like the other sheet that says it can only be a lady, but a Yisrael. If the ikr is the utensils, the, the instruments, then get out of here. Why is Yisrael there? This is Levi territory. So it says the Gemara Ella, 
really, you got it all wrong. Dekule Alma, really, all of these shitas in the Tanoim hold, Iker Shira And what, in fact, are they arguing about? Uve Hokamiflage. Demar Savar Hachi Havamaisa. Umar Savar Hachi Havamaisa. They weren't arguing in Lamdus about Iker Shira That's not what they were arguing about. All they were arguing about was what actually happened. Literally, they didn't know. Maybe one of them saw a Yisrael. Maybe one of them saw an Ebed. That's what they said was the Maisa. So then says the Gemara as follows. The Maynaf Kamina. Who cares? Over and done with. Okay, you could have answered that we want to learn for the future. The Gemara should have said that to know what to do in the future. It doesn't answer that. The Gemara answers as follows. The Maynaf Kamina. The Gemara says, Fascinating. Let's say you're standing in the Ezra's Noshim, looking up the 15 stairs where the Leviim are singing. And you look up there and you see Yisrael. Can you therefore assume that he is a miyuchas, that he has a beautiful heritage? Oh, he's a, he's a good guy. You can write on his resume, he's miyuchas. He held up the instruments uh, for the Levim, which in, indicates that he's a chash of says the Gemara, let's see. The Gemara wants to know, the people who go up to the duchan, do we say that his yuchsen are great? Or to say that that really he's eligible for meiser, maybe he's a levy and eligible for meiser. This is the machlokas. According to Shita number one, the Shita of Rav Meir, who says that Avadim were able to hold up the instruments, Kasavar, he clearly holds that seeing that Eved up there is Ein Mailan Miduchan, Vliyuchsen. We cannot infer anything from him standing up there that he has Yichus because he's an Eved. And as well, below the Meiser. And we can also learn nothing about Meiser from him because he's an Eved and ineligible to receive Meiser. Second Shita. The second Shita was the Shita of Rabbi Yossi. Umanda Amar Yisrael Hayu. According to the Shita that says it was a Yisrael who was holding on who is holding on to the um, to the instruments. So Kasavar, he holds um, a split. And we can't look at that Yisrael and say, yeah, he's a chash of a guy. He's like one of these families of Beis HaPagrim and Beis Tzipariah, Beis Tzipariah, chash of a guy. Aval, he's a Yisrael, Lola Meiser, but he's not, he's ineligible to get Meiser. And the third shita, which is, which is the shita of Chanina ben Antigonus, he says, the Amar Levim Hayu, Kasavar, both. Mailin Miduchan, Bein Liyuchsen, that yes, we can make a judgment about the lady who's standing up there that he has yichus and that he's eligible for meister just by looking. So, what? yeah, it was a question about what is going on up there in practice and what we should do, please God, Bikarov. This sukkah would be amazing. We just learned all the halachos. Just a beautiful, that would be amazing just to watch the nisuchamayim from afar and be like, hold on, I'm a Yisrael, I'm a chash of a guy, I'm gonna, I want to stand up there. So then says the Gemara as follows. Uh, that those are the, that's the three-way machlokas. Beautiful. All right. So remember I said that we had one approach many, many lines ago um, on our Tosefta about how Rabbi Yossi looks at our Bryce, at our Tosefta. Here is a different approach entirely. The Rabbi Yirmiya says, Rabbi Yirmiya Amar, he says, the machlokas in the Tosefta is Bishir Shel Shoeva. This machlokas we saw seven lines down and there we said about the Khalil, some say doches a Shabbos, some say not. So what does Rabbi Yossi say? What does Rabbi Yirmiya say? He says the machlokas between them is Bashir shel shoeva. Can you use the Khalil? Can you use the flute in regards to the shoeva? The Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Savar, Simcha Yaseira, Nami doches a Shabbos. Wild shita, even for Simcha Yaseira, not just Simcha, and it's not Le'ikuva, but because it's such a gewaldic day of Simcha, the Chachamim allowed one to override the Gzeri der Rabbanon of Shema Yitak and Kli. You could play guitar that day. You can use the flute, no problem. The Rabbanon Sabre. The rabbis held differently. The Rabbanon Sabre, Simcha, Yisera, 
What is implied from the Shita of Rabirmiabaraba? So he says, Abal, Bishir shall korban when it comes to actual korbanos. Everyone then is of the opinion that it is not, that it is doches hashabbos that one is allowed to use a chalil when a korban is being brought. That it's definitely part of the korban process. But with this shita, the gemara then poses a difficulty against Rabbi Yossi coming to the close. Another 15, 20 lines until the mishnah. Almost right on time, Ari. I was. I got. I got four minutes. It's exactly like I, I thought. Mesve, the Brisa writes. Shir shall shoeva doches hashabbos to Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda, similar to Arto Sefta. The Chachamim Morim Af Eina Af Yom Tov Eina Doche. And this is to you to the Rabbi Yosi. Why is this to you to the Rabbi Yosi? Because in Rabbi Yosef's version of the Gemara, about 10 lines down on Nunamid Beis, he said that when it comes to the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, that everyone agrees that you cannot use a Khalil. Yet here we see that that's not true to Yufta. Therefore, we reject his opinion. Says the Gemara, let me add a little bit of, uh, of insult to injury and see if we could double the Machlokes against it. Lema, maybe we should say, Bashir Shel Shoeva Hu Depligi, Aval Bashir Shel Korban Divrei HaKol, uh, maybe we can also infer that according to Rabbi Yossi, that he would have, uh, that where he says there's a machlokas about the korban. So here it seems to be that it's divrei akol. That should be a double machlokas. Maybe this brisa doubly rejects the shita of Rabbi Yossi, both in regards to how he understood the machlokas how he understood the world of Shoeva, that there's no machlokas, and how he understood the world of Korban, that there is a machlokas, and here it's the reverse. No, that's not correct. Pligi Bashir shall Shoeva, Adin He says there's actually a machlokas in both cases. So Rabbi Yosef would say, You're right that I was wrong about the first part, but on the second part, I stand corrected. But why then did he uh, why then did he did he say that there was a that why then did he uh, say that there was only one unique case about Shoeva? The Hadikimiflage Bashir shall Shoeva. The fact that there's a machlokas by Shir Shal Shoeva is it was to highlight the uniqueness of the Shita Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Huda that even though even though he agrees that it's not a requirement for the Simcha Space Shoeva, but Simcha Yisera is enough to allow for the uh, for the for the instrument to be used. So we had in a, in a Mishnah, what did the Mishnah say? That the Simchas Beis HaShoeva was not Doche anything. That implies that a Korban would be Doche. Money, that, that doesn't really fit according to anybody. Money. That doesn't work to say that a Korban would be Doche because he says that there's a Machlokas about that. What does he say? The Amar Shir Shel Shoeva, Nami Doche. He says that we're lenient even by Shir Shel Shoeva. It's certainly going to be true by the Korban. El Alav, it must be Rabbanan, Betiyufta, Derev Yosef, Betarte, Tiyufta. And we, in fact, conclude that there is a double Machlokas against Reb Yosef, and that Reb Yosef, the Amora. And therefore, seemingly from the flow of the Gemara, we would reject Reb Yosef and embrace the sheet of Reb Yirmiya Bar Abba approximately halfway down. One small section of Mari Mekomos to understand the root of each of these shitas. The shita that uh, Iker Shira is Beper, Iker Shira is Bikli, says the Gemara, my time and the Amar Iker Shira Bikli. What is the reason why that the one who holds that, uh, that Iker Shira is Bikli, why does he hold that way? Says the Gemara, because the Pasuk writes as follows. You're going to bring a korban lahamizbeach. 
Hechel Shir. And when it starts to burn up, you should start some music. Hechel Shir Hashem. Ba'achatzotros and the horns. Ba'ayudei clay. David Melech Yisrael. So the Pasuk seems very clear that it should be focused on, on, on Kli. That seems very clear because of that whole Pasuk. Very good. And my taima, three lines, four lines before the wide lines. My taima demanda amar ikr shira bepeh. What is the reason why uh, the, that there is a shita that says that the ikr shira is bepeh, not a kli? Because the Pasuk reads as follows. Vayhi. Let me just find it in the notes here so I can read it correctly. Is it base? Not written the same way here. Okay. So the Pasuk reads, Vayhi now the goal was to hear one voice, but the Meforshim explained that when it says here, that it's not talking about someone who is playing music during the korban. It was like um, like the horns that would uh, that would be sounded prior to an event, but not the ikr itself. And therefore, he assumes that uh, the focus is the pe and not the kli. How does each person understand the other shita? What does the shita who holds that Iker Shira's Bepeh do with the first Pasuk we learn? He says, It was just to make the sound better, but it wasn't required. How does the shita that holds that the Iker is Bekli understand this Pasuk? I'm sorry, how does a yeah, how does he understand this pasuk, which implies that it is bepeh? So he answers, So he answers, That they're singing with a kli anyways. And you can't separate the fact that the pasuk says, that they were using a horn or using some type of, to say that it's not a central part of the korban. We're going to stop right here at the new Mishnah. Uh, toward the bottom of Nun Aleph and Aleph, and we'll pick up on Shabbos. Wishing you all a beautiful night. We'll be starting with Rabbi Robinson, I'm guessing at about 9.40-ish, give or take a little bit. Wishing you all a beautiful night.